Hello and welcome to the Digital Insight, the technology, procurement and supply chain podcast that delivers valuable C-level perspective into the core issues surrounding business transformation and digital disruption. Each episode will bring you the most inspiring executive insights from those who are leading transformation strategies within the world's biggest and best-known companies. The Digital Insight. Disrupt. Transform. Evolve. the official podcast series for CPO Strategy and Interface Magazines. On today's episode, we travel down to Reading to speak with Sarah Golly, Vice President of Digital Transformation at Virgin Media. Sarah tells me how a digital transformation is nothing without the people and the customers at the heart of it all. So Sarah, tell me a little bit about your background and, and your experience, particularly in the telecoms industry, and to how you find yourself today with Virgin Media. Um, I've pretty much been in the telecoms industry my whole career. Um, and the majority over the over the last sort of 10-15 years has been with Virgin Media and Liberty Global delivering their projects, a whole host of projects across a number of different areas, primarily connectivity, the broadband projects and, um, and digital. Um, and in the last year focusing purely on digital transformation here. This is a bit of a broad question, but um, how would you say the telecoms industry has changed, particularly over the course of your career? And, and how would you say the customers changed as lo- you know, alongside that? Businesses are changing their approach, and that includes us. Um, customer experience is, is at the heart of what is driving the next set of technology requirements. It's not the technology driving what we give to the customer. It's what actually the customer needs. Customers are becoming more and more demanding, and that's what we need to serve. So how customers have um, want to interact with us is, is changing, is changing at a really fast pace. Um, technology means that um, the customer is very, they know what they want. They really know what they want. Um, and if they don't get it from a particular co- company, they're not as brand loyal as they used to be. So they move, they go. So we need to listen to the customer. We need to look at what other customers and what other companies are doing and take the best of everything. So tell me then a little bit more about your current role as, as Vice President of Digital Transformation and, and how does that fit into what you said about Virgin Media responding to that changing customer demand? So as VP of Digital Transformation, my role has been to um, look at what is the problem we're trying to solve. That's often the, the first thing, the thing that people forget, they just dive into digital transformation. But you need to know what is the problem we're trying to solve, what do we want to do for the customers. Um, so I have set it up, got some budget, got some funding, worked out what we need to do, gathered the right team and really set the, the path and the foundation for Virgin Media to continue uh, in a more digitally customer-focused way. And how would you describe digital transformation and, and what it means to a company like Virgin Media? So digital transformation is about customer centricity. It's about the customer being able to flow through any channel seamlessly. They don't have to come into a shop or call us or go on the web and then have to start the journey always at the start again. We know who they are. We know what they're going to be asking. We know what their concerns are, their problems are. We know what they're going to buy. So there's personalization. Um, But really, rather than the technology, it's really down to the customer and the experience. What would you say makes you the right person, you know, the, the person with the right experience to be 
Vice President of Digital Transformation at a company like Virgin Media. I was a natural fit. I know our business. I know Virgin Media. I know Liberty Global. Um, I've delivered big transformational projects within, within Virgin Media. Um, I know the people. I know digital. I knew what needed to be done. I looked at other companies, some of our sister companies, and also companies outside of our, of our area. And, um, and I'd learnt a lot. I knew where we need to focus. And I, and I knew that the technology was, was primarily in place that we needed. What we weren't doing was knitting it all together. And what we weren't doing was bringing that customer through and that flow. So, so take me back to the start of it all, to, to day one of this transformation. How do you go about embarking on, on a journey like this? So the, the early days were challenging. It's hard to affect change significant change and we were changing the way we were working so typically previously projects would take nine to twelve months um, we would look at things in a very traditional way and what we wanted to do was, was turn it on its head and do things very very differently it's uncomfortable we needed to be uncomfortable with being uncomfortable that's what we needed to do um, I brought together a team of uh, core people from customer experience, from digital, um, and trusted people in delivery that I knew. We, um, we got some, bu some budget secured, we and I also made sure that uh, I would keep the senior stakeholder sponsorship. So the CEO was the person that brought me in. I wanted to keep him right at my shoulder, really, so that he knew exactly what was happening. And that also gave the confidence to the rest of the teams that it was, you know, this new way of working, this different, different things we were doing was actually sanctioned and was okay. It felt a bit uncomfortable, but it was okay. And how important has it been for you to have senior stakeholders invested and, and to be fully engaged and sponsoring this journey every step of the way? It's been really, it's been really important. It's been important um, for a number of reasons. The people that are working in a new way needed, needed a sense of that's okay. Um, it's okay to try things. It's okay to deploy things really quickly. Um, and as soon as we, we then started to see the results come through, it was great to have that senior stakeholder there really sort of showing that this is the right thing to do. We, sh we could then prove and sort of show off and say, look, look what we've achieved so far. Um, so from that perspective, it was really good. We were changing a culture, changing a culture of the way we do things. And when you're changing a, a company's culture, it, it is very, very difficult. People get very worried, can get very worried. You find some people who just, you know, just grasp it and run off. And there are other people that are quite worried. You know, this isn't the way we do things. Um, I need to know what the milestones are. I need to know exactly what you're going to deliver. Um, we sort of had a mantra of let's try it and that's quite brave and Virgin is very brave and very bold but we had to really reach down into that that brand and and be bold and brave. What were some of the biggest challenges you faced and, and how many of those were, were both expected and unexpected? So so some of them we expected so I, I knew that we should should keep that stakeholder senior stakeholder with us. I also knew that we we needed to lead from the business from the reasons we were doing it, rather than from a, this is really cool technology. Um, so, so, we, so that was good. Um, some of the things that we hadn't quite anticipated, um, location. 
location was a really big challenge for us. We've got a lot of offices. We've grown up through you know, the, uh, the, the purchase and mergers of many different companies. So we have lots of offices all over the UK and that's great. And we, we're used to working in that way. But all of a sudden, here we were working in an agile way. And whatever you know about agile, it's you have to co-locate. But the best people for the job that were picked were not all in the same places. Some were, you know, we were all scattered across the UK. So that was a really big challenge. Um, we thought about, should we co-locate people? Should we, you know, Monday to Friday, have people in one, one place? That's probably not the best way to get the best out of people. So in the end, um, what, we, what we've done is we've, we have a, an initial design workshop where everybody gets together. And if you don't know people already, then there's a lot of team building there. Um, and then what we do is every fortnight or every week, two days are co-located. And it's usually at the end of a sprint. So one day at the end of the sprint and one day at the start of the next sprint. So that will be why it's fortnightly. We, you know, we adapt. We, we, can, we can meet more often. But as a general rule, that's what we have. So that's how we got over the location challenge. Another challenge we had um, was, from a people perspective, from um, squads should be quite small to be so they can be nimble, flexible, you know, have have their ideas and and and, um, um, and give us what we need to what we need. But we had a lot of people, especially in IT, a lot of experts. They didn't all know everything. <laughs> They knew their, their, their piece, and that's because that's how we had been set up. That's how we've been set up before, and that worked for us before. Whereas all of a sudden what we needed was we needed somebody who knew everything, who could go and represent IT in the squad. Um, and what we did there, after we tried a few things, and what worked best was um, we have a blueprint IT squad. And they'll work slightly to the side of the main squad, and so you have one person from that blueprint squad that leads that blueprint squad and they will be in the main squad. But then they can come back out to the other experts as and when needed. They're not standing up all the time. Um, and, then, uh, and that's where you get the experience, but you don't overload the squad with IT people. What would you consider to be key successes then that you've achieved along the way? Um, I think uh, there was a significant milestones um, in the early days. We... We settled on a journey taxonomy. So we had one, um, but what we did was we, we, we adapted it. We look, just looked at it afresh. What do we want our customer ta journey taxonomy to look like? So settling on that, that was a big stage because everything we do is through the journey. Um, we also pulled together a schedule. It wasn't a plan, it wasn't strict milestones, but. It, we knew what we wanted, what we were aiming for, and where each journey was going to start and end, and then we could start thinking about the people we needed to pull into the squads. Um, so having a, having a schedule, schedule that was adaptable, but having a schedule. And then we set up our, our first journey, which was the I Get Help one. Um, and that first design workshop where people are thinking completely about the future. We're not thinking as we used to, here's a problem on the website, Here's a problem in the journey, let's fix that. We were actually thinking, what do we want the future to be? What do we want our customer experience to be like in the future? And then how do we get there? So that was a groundbreaking moment. That was, that was really wonderful to see. 
and then all the steps we've done we've gone between to actually make that happen and that's that's still our most mature journey uh, and, and every every sprint we, we see improvements made value driven to the both the customer and to, and to us as a company how important is it to communicate the things that didn't work out you know along with championing the, the successes and the milestones so we have been very honest with ourselves about what's gone well. Um, we have challenged ourselves. We have looked at other companies um, and they have been very honest with us in turn about what, what they're really proud of and what really works so that we can do more of that. And, and some, of the, some of the same things, there's the same sort of things that come out that, um, that don't, but I think what's really important is a growth mindset, always in any transformation. Um, and you need to grow as a team and as a person and in terms of the transformation that you're actually working on, that might actually, you might need to change some things and, and grow. You might need to change the sponsor's mind or anything that you're doing. How important is it really to have every single person engaged and, and fully on board with a transformation journey like this? So, yeah, this is sort of, sort of communication was one of the, one of the things that, um, that I want to make sure we got right because you can get you can get it wrong, but and there are some things that I would do differently. There's three types of people really. There's the there's the core team that you've got. There's the stakeholders that we've already talked about, and there's also the people that actually quite often get forgotten, which are the the people that maybe not in the core team, but they can see what's going on. They can see what's happening, um, and probably we didn't communicate to those guys early enough because they were very excited. Oh, wow, we're doing digital transformation. What is it we're doing? And then there was just n not enough information. So, um, but once we did get that going, um, we have a great internal comms team here at Virgin Media. Um, what they did is they made sure that the digital transformation story and the journey was, was woven through in the communication from uh, the CEO, the COO, and, and we made sure that any videos or intranet sites or even blogs from people that are actually working on, uh, on the I Get Help Squad, for example, were all available. So you could see it at every level, weaving through into everything we do. Um, one of our, um, one of our, our uh, true values and true beliefs is that um, we need to grow through advocacy and the, the journey factory, which was really the initial part of our digital transformation story, was really part of that. People are going to be advocates of Virgin Media when they, when they get what they need, when they get what they want, and we, then when we're easy to do business with. So it was that middle set of people that actually we probably, people often forget, they do the team, they do the senior leadership. There's, there's other people that are involved or should, they just want to know and really you should tap into that much, much earlier, even if you don't actually know how you're gonna do it. Don't have to know everything. Just tell people and then they, uh, then they will come on the journey with you much, much sooner. The thing in telecoms is everything changes all the time. So most people are used to having a constantly changing world. Um, but the, the message, you need, to, you need to think about people's fears and it's a, and it's a fair fear we are going to ask people to be doing things differently. We are going to be asking people to, to learn, to step outside their comfort zone. They need to be comfortable with it being uncomfortable as well. Um, and technology isn't there to take away people's jobs. Te technology is there to make sure that we can 
we can be even better so that we can help the customer in a better way. Um, we, can, we can take a call if we need to take a call or we can work out how to put things on the web so that a, so that a customer can actually use their own phone, use the camera on their own phone to show us what the cabling looks like behind their TV. Or, you know, so we can just do different things and delight our customers in completely different ways than we have done before. The people are the only thing that is important in a transformation journey. The people, the employees, and the customers. Talk to me a little bit about some of the ways in which this digital transformation has changed the way that Virgin Media works with its customers. So we're making improvements to the customer journey. Um, we're doing that in a number of ways. We're bringing in new technology. So uh, we're using piloting at the moment conversational AI um, so that we can try and deflect some of the calls that come in so that customers, if actually they can find the answers themselves, then we can show them how to do that. And that means they can do that at any time of the day. They don't have to wait till a call centre is open. They don't have to wait to talk to somebody. They don't have to talk to somebody. They can multitask. People like to multitask these days while they're doing other things. We've also challenged current thinking. So an example of where, where we've done that is we have um, enabled customers to be able to book engineer visits online. Now, that doesn't seem too radical, but it was quite radical and we had some quite robust conversations about it. Um, there was a school of thought that we would increase the amount of engineers that were booked. Um, so by challenging that current thinking, by using that let's just try it, mantra. We tried it in a small area. It was fine. Customers just booked the same amount of engineers that they would have booked if they would have been a phone call, but they were in the driving seat. They were taking control. And how does that reflect in terms of the customer and how that customer engages with Virgin Media? We're still, we're still on the journey. We're still on the journey. Um, some of our journeys are more mature than others, um, but customers are loving it. Customers are loving it, and also the teams are loving it. So the actual teams that are working it are highly engaged. They are, sounds a bit cheesy, but they are really, you know, can't wait to get to work on a Monday morning and work with a team of people, make things happen really quickly and not really have any, they don't feel like they have anything in their way. They're free. How important is it to ensure that when you look to technology and to making changes, you're doing them and you're implementing technology for the right reasons? So it is as simple as understanding what the customer needs. We've put the customer journey factory, as we call it, at the heart of driving what happens next and what gets implemented. So it's not the technology guys sitting there saying this is really cool and new. It's what does the customer want? What's our future journey look like? Um, and it's as simple as that. We have, uh, we're looking at KPIs, we're looking at customer engagement as one of our KPI, key KPIs, and we keep, we keep an eye on that. We look at um, cost reduction, we looked at a number of different KPIs, so I think, yeah, I think the ultimate answer is it's all led from the journey factory. It's not led from technology. It's important because the customers are the reason we're here. We wouldn't be here if we didn't have any customers. So that is the, the be all and end all. We've just flipped it so that they are actually driving everything. 
the customer has always been really, really important in Virgin Media. They've always been at the heart of everything we do, but we've just put them not only at the heart, but at the front and centre as well. Do you believe that a transformation can ever truly end? I'd, I'd say a, a, any transformation really shouldn't end. I've been, um, I've been involved in, in many transformations through my career, and the ones that have had a start and a finish, once they're finished, people stop looking at it, and you end up probably a few years later needing the same thing again. Um, digital especially is constantly evolving, constantly, constantly evolving. So I like to think of this not really as a digital transformation, because that does make it feel like there's an end, more like a digital evolution. What would you say is the legacy of this journey so far? You know, how have you laid down the foundations for future growth and future change? We now do things in a completely different way. We're moving away from the project-led, traditional nine to 12 months um, view, uh, view of way, the way we work. We're doing things quickly. We're more nimble. We're more flexible. And we just do a little bit of it at a time. We're starting to get used to that phrase, let's just try it, because you can't argue with that, even if you've got two, two opposing views. Just try it might work, might not work. And it's fine if it doesn't work. Just move on. That's the whole point. What do you feel is key uh, and has always been key to achieving any form of success? So I truly believe that it's the same in telecoms as it is in any industry. Put the customer at the centre of everything you do. Don't make the mistake and think it's technology-led. Um, and make small micro changes. Um, and finally, Embrace it. Just embrace it. There's going to be some difficult times. You're going to feel uncomfortable. But as a, as a management team, one of the things we did as well, one of, as a leadership team, we also embraced that agile way of working. And it was difficult and it was a bit clunky at first. But yeah, just embrace it. Thank you for listening to the Digital Insight Podcast in association with theinterface.net and cpostrategy.com. The Digital Insight is brought to you by B2E Media Limited. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please remember to subscribe, rate and review. And don't forget to check out our podcast archive at www.b2e-media.com forward slash the digital insight.